Park Hopping Podcast Number Two. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast Show Number Two, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that yes, anyone can have their own podcast. Now, last time I told you a little bit about myself and how I became a Disney fan, and we also talked about the evolution of my websites, getting my photos online, eventually moving up to videos, and this podcast. We also took an audio ride through the Haunted Mansion holiday as it appeared when it opened at Disneyland in 2001 with the original soundtrack. And I promised we'd be doing it again, listening to some of the different audio and discussing some of the changes that's happened to the ride over the years. But not today. Today we're actually going to do a little park hopping out to the East Coast and visit the Walt Disney World Resort, specifically Epcot. Now, if you remember, in 1982, Epcot opened as the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. It wasn't much of a community, more of a theme park. So they eventually changed it to Epcot Center and then eventually just Epcot. I think next year they're just going to start calling it E. Imagine all the money they can save on the signs that way. But in 1982, it was the Epcot that I will always remember. Now, Epcot really was a vision of the future. Now, it wasn't Walt Disney's vision of the future. If you want to see that, I I strongly suggest you go out and buy the uh, box set called Tomorrowland and watch Walt's original pitch about what he wanted to build. It was a very interesting concept. Uh, A lot of uh, planned transportation to get people in and out where they'd work in the city. Nothing at all like the theme park that was eventually built. Anyway, in 1983, I got to go see this theme park, and it it became my favorite Disney park because it represented so many unique things. Now, the original Epcot had pavilions dedicated to things like energy, imagination, the land. You get the idea. There was World of Motion, which was a classic uh, Disney audio-animatronic ride through all these wonderful scenes. Uh, A few of the scenes were actually based on stuff they were going to build in a uh, Western ride, originally designed for the Florida Magic Kingdom, before they decided to open up a copy of Pirates of the Caribbean. So it was always nice to know that there was a little history there, some uh, classic Disney ideas that never were, that just kind of lived on. Now, of course, World of Motion is a GM test track today, and it's a thrill ride without a single audio animatronic. So there was a lot of stuff in these early years of Epcot. It was a different type of park. And other things that we we see today hadn't even been built yet. There was no Living Seas. There was no um, Wonders of Life. There were several pavilions over in World Showcase that hadn't been built yet, and a few that were announced that still haven't opened. Now, sometimes we lose something, and it's okay because something newer comes along. For instance, there was an attraction called Horizons. Now, Horizons was probably the Epcot future attraction. It gave you a glimpse of the future, audio-animatronic scenes of families uh, living and working at the bottom of the ocean in space in a desert, had a choose-your-own-ending thing where a projector would enclose your ride vehicle and, and you'd push a button out in front of you and majority ruled and you'd see the video simulating that particular type of journey back home. Very, very interesting stuff. Well, today, Horizons is gone, replaced by Mission Space. Now, I miss Horizons, and I loved Horizons, but Mission Space is one of the coolest high-tech thrill rides anywhere in the world, and Epcot is very fortunate to have something like that. It's the type of attraction that probably will never exist outside of Disney. 
But all is not lost. Uh, for instance, the Imagination Pavilion did not get replaced, it got updated. You know, they had a 3D movie there that eventually became Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, and uh, they had the Journey into Imagination ride featuring Dreamfinder and Figment, two of the original mascots of Epcot. Because remember, there were no Disney characters at Epcot when it opened. Disney actually wanted to separate this park from their Magic Kingdoms. It was the first time they ever built a non-Magic Kingdom park. It was the third park they ever built. So, Well, the Dreamfinder was a bearded gentleman with his little purple dragon, and you'd go through the journey into Imagination Ride, and they would explain science and creativity. It was just an amazing visual extravaganza. Now, it didn't really stand the test of time because they didn't go in and freshen it or update it. In fact, I even remember a ride over at the Magic Kingdom that they did update that had a lot of the very similar show elements, the, uh, the Delta, Dream Flight, Take Flight, yeah, whatever it was called during its final years without a sponsor. But with Journey to Imagination, they decided that they were going to update the ride just like they'd done with the 3D movie next door. And around 1999, it opened back up as Journey into Your Imagination with all the audio animatronics removed and only some references to Figment in the pre-showed video, which was hosted by Eric Idle. Now, this was because uh, it was supposed to tie into the Imagination Institute over at the 3D movie theater next door, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which you can see in California as well as the original one in Epcot. And... The ride, the new version of the ride, was, was a very, very different experience. In addition to um, not having Dreamfinder and Figment or any of those animated characters, it really, well, it, it's hard to explain. They shortened the ride, they shut down Imageworks, which was this cool playground on the upper level where you could go through and uh, walk through light tunnels and get under light beams and make sounds, and kids could get up on a chroma key stage and actually... Uh, Act out an adventure with Dreamfinder and Figment. You know, very interesting stuff. Well, let's talk about the, the new version of the ride. Journey into Your Imagination opened, and apparently we missed Figment. And so this version of the attraction only existed for, for maybe a year, something like that. I don't really know when it exactly opened and closed. I, I don't keep, keep track of stuff like that. But it wasn't very long before they shut the ride back down and went back to retool it. So what I've got here is uh, it's kind of a limited edition. It's not the journey into your imagination they have today. It's kind of the middle-of-the-road version uh, before they uh, brought uh, Figment back and changed it. Now, something I want to point out about the audio we're going to hear. Now, it does come from a digital video recording that I uh, made, and um, I was stuck in the queue for a really long time where a pre-show video plays hosted by Eric Idle. Uh, that goes on for some time because the line was really long. It was new. So I'm going to take a lot of that out. So this is not the full version of the video, but it's enough to get an idea of what it sounded like standing in line and waiting to get on the ride. So uh, come with me now, and we're going to step back to um, what looks like, I guess it was uh, November 9th, 1999, as we experience the original remake of the Journey into Your Imagination ride. Channing here with a figment of my imagination. This is what popped out of my imagination in my last encounter with the imagination scanner. Imagine that. You'll experience the imagination scanner twice today before our series of perceptual experiments and after. And what will your imagination reveal? And it's like, 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 it's like,
it. Things are not always what they seem. Are That's what we're out in the illusion man, when the laws of physics and common sense are constantly broken in order to stimulate the imagination. Reality itself has no meaning, and meaning no reality. It's Alice to the looking glass, down the rabbit hole, over the hill, and just around the riverbed. And so, ladies and gentlemen, in the next few moments, you're confused, befuddled, and disoriented. Don't worry, it's just Excuse me. Ah, how do you do? Um, I'm Dr. Nigel Channing, chairman of the Imagination Institute, and it is with great pleasure that you are volunteers to this very, very special open house. Today you'll be participating in a series of groundbreaking perceptual exercises, all designed to stimulate your imagination. But first, if I can direct you on all, especially those who are talking and ignoring this message, <laughs> to look at the screen for just a moment. Fine. By reading subliminally the waiver form we've just imprinted on your cerebral cortex, you feel like Again, I uh, thank you for volunteering to be test subjects for our experiments. I'm relatively certain that it will be a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous success.
that when the laws of physics and common sense are shattered, imagination takes over. Welcome to the illusion land, where things are not always what they seem. Looks can be deceiving, can't they? Well then, take a second look. Now what do you see? Imagination, nothing can truly hold you back. In the next experiment, let color work its magic on your imagination. all about making connections. Stare at these points long enough and your imagination will take flight. You'll see. Yeah. 
moment. I've never seen such imagination. Reality restored. Now that your imagination is really running in high gear, I suggest you hurry over to our interactive labs and put your imagination to work. Can they imagine Everyone can, Figment. Well, welcome back from A Journey Through Your Imagination from 1999. Now, it dawns on me that just like it's strange for me to be a, a photo and video guy to have an audio-only podcast, there's a lot of Disney attractions that maybe don't make a lot of sense audio-only. For instance, in this version, there were a lot of optical illusions and things that were going on, the upside-down room and, and stuff that, you know, that just really you can't hear them. And there's also the uh, the pitch-black room with the train sound effects that come by, and when you listen to it, you think, wow, there was, there was a big train or something. Well, eh, pitch-black and big speakers, I guess. But it was interesting. I, I certainly liked the original version better, but I, I missed this one because there were a lot of a lot of interesting things that they were trying to do with it. Plus, you got to go by these racks of equipment. Some of that's still there. And it was a lot of old props and Sony monitors and things. And, and there was a lot of stuff there that was just kind of from the uh, Disney World, uh, I don't know, like the prop warehouse for all the electronics and gadgets that got pulled out of other attractions and things. So a lot of fun stuff to look at as you went through it. Anyway, there's a lot of things about the classic Epcot uh, that I really miss, and there's a lot of things that they've tried to update and fix since then that uh, in ways I miss. Um, you know, is Wonders of Life Pavilion going to ever come back? Will we ever be able to ride Body Wars again? Uh, the Sea Cabs, are they coming back as a Pixar-themed attraction over at Living Seas? There's a lot of change at Epcot, so the next time you're there, take an extra picture shoot some extra video because you really never know when something that you like, love, or even hate is going to go away and never be around again. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time. So uh, be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, soon to be ParkHopping.com, where you can browse over 25,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across uh, across the country. Also, dozens and dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks here. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com. And uh, I guess until the next show, uh, subscribe, because I don't know when it's coming out, and I, that means you probably don't either. And we'll see you then. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number two, Journey into Your Imagination. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. One Little Spark remixed by Alan Huffman based on a MIDI file found on the internet. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm. Hey, while I've got your attention, have you noticed how many of these podcasts feature somebody calling in through an internet telephone so they're like on the show but they're not really at the show? It's pretty cool. A lot of them have these like phone numbers you can call and leave voicemails. You can have like audio feedback and they'll play it on the show. I, I guess I could get one of those or something and people could like record uh, you know mp3